Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Keelthor. With me, as usual, are the unknowns. We have the lady of high sophistication, Ashley Think Change Repeat. She's a true Sheila from Down Under, Stella Q, and America's sweetheart, Justin the Ismkant. How are you all doing tonight? Very well, thank you. Doing well. How are you, Keel? I'm doing great. You guys sound sounding Howdy quiet ladies. tonight. What's going well, on? You know, it's a two. It's 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 recording night, so we're all frantically scrambling to research our stories. <laughs> That's a good point. So, in case you're not aware, dear listeners, we are the Union of the Unknowns, and we record the show weekly, not your mama's news, which you all should already know because you just listened to the intro. We bring news stories from the week or previously, I don't think we can get future stories yet, that you may not have heard in the regular news. Well, so, I'll tell you, the Babylon Bee is pretty good at predicting news. They they are. I mean, as crazy as their headlines are, they... You just, they have, to, you just have to figure out what's the most absurd left-wing position that you could take and then give it six months to a year. Yeah. Because that's yep. that's the way the world's headed anyway. Is that in that straight in that direction? But until that time, tonight we're gonna start it off with a story from Stella. Yes, it's not actually a story from Australia this time, but it's uh, something a little bit lighter compared to what else is going on around the world at the moment with crashes everywhere. <laughs> uh, so this is about Metallica. Um, they've nice. bought themselves their own vinyl production factory, uh, which is a very good move on their behalf. Yes, it because, is. Yes. Um, their vinyl records, well, vinyl records just generally, not just theirs, um, have outsold CDs for the first time since 1987. Now, hang on there. Mm -hmm. I've heard that same statistic several times in the past couple of days. I remember hearing that same statistic a couple of years ago. Maybe it was true then too. But then wouldn't wouldn't the statistic now oh, be... Oh, since 1987. Um, I don't know. I didn't hear it a couple of years ago. I'm only going on what I heard today. I, I heard it... Well, anyway, I, I don't want to derail your, your story, but... Uh, You've already done that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but... Enough derailments. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to derail it, but... Let me derail it real quick. My, my apologies on derailing your, your story. Please continue. That's, I don't intend that's to let my off job. Any, I don't intend to let off any giant gas clouds or anything in response. So. <laughs> oh. Anyway, back to the story. Um, so it's called uh, Metallica's bought uh, Furnace Record Pressing, which is a place in, in Virginia. Uh, it's where they've had their vinyls manufactured, their own vinyls manufactured for the last 15 years. Um, so, yeah, they thought, well, we may as well buy the company. To the um, chief executive's great delight, as you can imagine, his name's mm -hmm. Eric Astor, which if I'm – I don't want to derail myself here, but if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Astor is quite a big name in the industry and has, you know, like a family line type name. Mm 
but I digress. I'd like to look that one up eventually. Um, so in 2022, Metallica has sold 387,000 albums just in 2022 from their catalogue that, that, that covers their whole catalogue. Um, and according to them, probably according to Lars, um, they're the sixth highest vinyl sales act in 2022. However, I think that might depend on which charts you might be looking at there because I went to a couple of other uh, lists of like best-selling vinyl albums and Metallica wasn't even on the list. So that makes me wonder, is that intentional? Because, you know, I mean, they're not that popular, I don't think, if they're not going to fall into line. Like, well, you know, they are their... the Unforgiven. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they're known for kicking the system, aren't they? I mean, back in the, what, 2002-ish, when they were in court for, I can't quite remember the name of the... Napster. Napster, thank you. Yep. So they're pretty well known for standing up for artists in the industry, sad. which, you know, congratulations sad but, to... Sad but true. Sorry? Sad but true. Sad but true. Yeah, well, you know, somebody's got to. I mean, we're having that discussion this morning, weren't we, with on the Discord, Teal, yeah. uh, Keel and Perm, about, um, you know, how digital downloads and all that and streaming sites, they're fantastic for listeners, but they're really not that great for musicians or artists. It's just a platform well, to... And I will say, yeah. I did have, I did recognize Perm's point where really it's the, the record labels that are the master of puppets. 100%, um, I, I recognize that as well. But um, when you look into the breakdown of, of merch and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's also a fairly, fairly small percentage. So you wouldn't want to sort of rely on that too much. But my point being that the streaming services make a lot of money and the artists make stuff all. And I just think it's wrong. I mean, it's worse than it ever used to be, in my opinion. Each, each play, and I've, I've looked into this in the past, each play from Spotify, the artist earns something like 0. 0.0006 cents sixth of a cent you know so if you're a big artist yeah maybe that adds up a little but if well, you're a small artist i mean you're you're i'm not i have no connection to any sort i barely even listen to music but isn't it like i feel like back in the day in the vinyl days a lot of them would make their actual money from like cd sales or you know eight track sales or whatever and they'd make very little from touring and you know concert tickets merchandise and stuff and i feel like now it's the flip side where you know basically their music is really just an advertisement to come see them them live but i mean it's really just for whom the bell tolls yeah i think there's a lot of variables in there too really i mean it would vary from country to country and i mean like for instance here in australia when i was living in tasmania um it, there weren't many artists that would come. To, I mean, there's few artists who will come to Australia anyway because it's such a bloody long way. Um, but then even to, to then go down to Tasmania again, I mean, it, it's just viable. It's not viable economically, really, to take all your tour gear and your trucks and your road crew and blah, blah, blah. It's not like you can really hire them down there. So you've got to sort of, yeah, so you get a couple of acts would come into small towns. But everything's so far apart, so... Like it's a long way, it's a lot of kilometres to travel to get to mm. a town where it's sort of big enough to have an act. Um, <laughs> I remember Ian Moss, um, he's a very well-known guitarist in Australia. Um, he, 
was in a band called Cold Chisel. I don't know if you've heard of it, those guys. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, he's very well known. And he came and played on the east coast of Australia. <laughs> and uh, there was a few of us in there, you know, just sort of pre, pre-gig and he's, he's, you know, I don't know, whatever, tuning up his guitar. And he, he just, I'd been interviewing because I was doing a radio show at the time. And he said, where's everyone else going to turn up? I went, I just looked around and went, this is it, mate. <laughs> 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 his, boy, his face just dropped. It was like, oh, okay. Aww. Anyway. And yeah, justice so, for all. <laughs> so very disappointing on behalf of musicians and um and audience in that respect but anyway getting back to metallica um they've got a new album dropping in april so they've been pressing uh, it's called 72 seasons they've been pressing that since january in their new their new production facility who listens to new metallica i quit after say anger i was like oh my god this is yeah. disgusting Saint Anger was really bad. It kind of knocked me out of my, you know, fanboy days that I had been in for the past ten years. At that point, um, I mean, I, I was so deluded that I I ran out and got load and reload like on the day they were released, and I was so excited and played them all the time in my car. I'm driving, and now I go back and I listen to that those albums, and I'm like, this is just compared right. to the previous. Yeah, it's like uh, Enter Sandman, stock. Take Me to Sleep. Yeah, uh, it was just, it was garbage. And St. Anger okay. was just really terrible. And so I, I couldn't, I, I gave him another shot with uh, Death Magnetic. And eh, it was okay. Uh, it didn't, didn't strike it's me. Sort of lost shine. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm not a Metallica fan and I've never owned a Metallica album. I've only ever heard the commercially, you know, Enter Sandman and, and uh, Nothing Else Matters and all that sort of thing. But so I don't know. I'm not a fan, but I, yeah, I, I'm really guessing it's the diehards, like, really. Yeah, it really feels like they had a creeping death. <laughs> mm. I suppose everyone reaches their <laughs> climax, you know. Well, not everyone, but most. <laughs> anyway. It's going way over Stella's head. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I really, wanna, it's I like the day that it. never comes. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's too late, Justin. Um, one thing that I did want to chime in um, about Metallica and their record production, I'm wondering if part of that, it, the production that they're doing is tied in to the records that they are creating or the packages that they're, they're putting together for their tour. Because I know there was an opportunity for at least one of their tours that they were doing this summer that you could spend, you know, like a couple of thousand dollars and you could get a whole package, a whole like Metallica VIP experience. So I wonder if part of their record sales is actually through something like that. So they include it as a sale, but really it's part of a package. Maybe that could be going to their numbers. I don't know for sure, but that is one thought that I had that could be contributing to their sales is if they're doing packages with their tickets while they're on tour this summer. And I did see them on, I think it's been about two years now, and they were down in Daytona and they were a headliner of a huge festival. So that if they are doing things like that, that could be one way that they're selling more records. I think, yeah, I hear what you're saying, and that's that's a good thought. I just I think that would be a very small percentage, though, because those um, you're talking about like the meet and greet and the VIP type packages that also, VIP. Experience, I don't think they even yeah. do meet and greets really at that level. Um, Elton John certainly didn't. Um, 
but yes, they, you pay about two grand and you get all this, you know, limited edition stuff and stuff mm-hmm. that's been made specially for, yeah, you know, right. that and would I be a very they, small percentage. They are doing some, um, some actual meet and greet. You're just not guaranteed who, which band members will be there. And it certainly isn't all of them. And I think basically if you do that, you will be able to meet with some member of the crew. Usually, uh, okay. In my experience, that would be very expensive. Yeah, my experience m- meet and greets are usually standing in line as you wait to get something autographed and say hi and maybe take a picture with them and then you leave. That's a meet and greet. That's the yeah. old days. That's before they turned it into a product. That's this has been going. I, I talked about this actually a little while ago when we were talking about the Elton John tour in Australia and the meet and greet was seventeen hundred dollars and that didn't even include. Elton John. <laughs> it just right. included standing next uh, to his piano. My point is, you don't you don't really get to meet the the person at all. You just stand in line and you're like in front of him for a couple of seconds and then you leave. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. And you and just that, tell him some like gushing saying, stuff like, "Oh, I've always loved you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a like going to a book signing or something. You know, there, I think it's just the diehard fans really that are sort of primarily buying the vinyl. I mean, it has the vinyl itself without take Metallica out of the equation for a moment. Vinyl itself has had, excuse me, a resurgence over the last few years anyway. Um, yeah. It's definitely on the up and up. In fact, in uh, this, sorry, 2022, vinyl outsold CDs. It was 41 million to 33 million. 33 um, for CDs. <laughs> but yeah, mostly purchased by diehard fans. And there's a, there's a body in the industry called Luminate who sort of, do surveys and things and they they did a survey and um found that most vinyl buyers there's only 50 percent of vinyl buyers actually own a record player which is interesting a lot of them never never play it it's just a keepsake collector's item some people put them up on a wall yeah i'll say that i'm a vinyl owner but that's just because like my parents vinyl it's not Mm -hmm. it's not has nothing to do with the gimp suit you have in your closet no, that's PVC. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really it's crazy. Up the like, I just, like, besides say anger, I'm sorry to take you off, take us off track. Besides say anger, like, how anyone listened to them after fucking Lars went out there after the Napster thing, like, that just really, like, he's just, you know, Wherever he may roam, fucking holier than thou. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, see, so you're, you're, you're sort of talking about that as a, I get a, like a negative vibe from you. I, I've always looked at it as a positive thing that they were standing up for artists yeah. and musicians. Um, you are in a very small minority, Stella. Almost everybody who, at least every fan of Metallica, hated that whole Napster thing. Okay. Uh, because they felt I was like... in Tasmania. I really didn't look into it at the time. I just got the fact that Napster yeah. started illegally. People were, were accessing music without the artist being paid. And to me, that's wrong. So Ooh, well, that's all should... I really knew that's, about it. That's interesting. I, I would like to have a Intellectual property debate. Yeah. Because from, well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get all the way down that rabbit hole. You wouldn't steal a car. When you. Uh, the, the file sharing thing was a boon to music lovers, in my opinion, because we, we had access to all sorts of music. 
and there wasn't that paywall anymore, you know, that. Yeah, but artists need access to all sorts of things like money so that they can go and buy well, food I know that. and stuff I, like that, you know. So. Yeah, but it, 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 if you wanted the album, you'd go out and buy the album. Uh, that's just how I always felt about it. When you download just the song, yeah, you get the song, but you don't get the artwork. You don't get all the, you don't get the, the hardware, and, you know. And it, just, think yeah, about, know. just think about that's, how many people have never heard of this song. But now they, you know, just download it by accident to check it out because it's free. You know, you wouldn't go and pay three dollars to listen to a song you've never heard of. Like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm gonna go and buy their entire, you know, collection right now. Yeah, well, I've got a couple of things to say about that. I mean, this was the whole Napster thing was sort of it, it was new ground. It was breaking new ground, wasn't it? So no one really knew kind of I mean, there was lots of things that didn't get, probably get, didn't get thought of or got neglected. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I just I see it as them standing up for artists. I mean, it's, it's fantastic for listeners. It's great. But, again, you know, it's like they well, didn't cater for the fact that artists were being ripped off. So, as, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe as, I should look into it more before I talk about it. As, a, as someone that has downloaded things illegally over the internet, um, a long time ago, like way past the statute of limitations. <laughs> um, it's always been my experience that people that are going to download things for free in the vast majority of situations would have never paid for it to begin with. Yeah, I agree with that. So at that so point, why should they, just... so why should they have the privilege of listening to somebody's work or looking at Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, well, I think you know the old school thing that you mentioned, Keel, of you know being having the artwork and being able to read the lyrics or whatever it is that we used to do and enjoy the experience of listening to a vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, that's that's in the past. That's you know people learned to live without it. It was a bummer for a while, but now it's just like you don't even think twice about it. Well, except for the people who go out and buy vinyls. I miss it, but I'm old school, you know. I still go but- out and buy vinyls. Vinyl was like the first like mass produced um like media player, right? Well, we they had a uh, yeah, I guess now? it would have been. I mean, it was all wax in the beginning. Yeah, so it was like eight tracks came way later, right? They were after. I mean, they they were during the same time as records too, but they were kind of before cassette tapes and. After I'm records, because you couldn't, that was the first, that was the first thing you could play in your car, you know, after the uh, radio. Oh, yeah, cassette. Was, Are you talking about cassette? No, 8-track, he's saying. 8-track tapes. Because I was just wondering when, like, the hipsters are going to be like, oh, yeah, man, the 8-tracks, the it just gives you the sound nothing else yeah. does. Well, Stella, something to think about. I've always uh, used the old classic analog of you know, exchanging music online is really no different than making a mixtape and handing it to your buddy, you know. Yeah, but usually you'd make a mixtape from the records you'd bought. Yeah. Or cassettes you'd bought. But it's the same thing, just on a larger scale. So the, the artist had it's, their, it's just a, their It's just share. a scale, you know. The scale is yeah. larger. Like, I'm just sharing. I guess. It's kind I of like. I'm not it's... really disagreeing with you, but I'm just coming from it from a musician's point of view, you know. And, I'm, yeah, and I, I get that. But the other thing, we totally need to have an episode on copyright now and intellectual yeah. property. Oh, it's such a complicated <laughs> thing because it's all different in every country, and 
Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we, got, we can just take really it from a moral perspective. That's not yeah, necessarily a legal perspective. Uh, and and specifically anyway. about Metallica, when that was going on, the perception was that they were just being greedy. Like they were trying to, you know, control very tightly all of their stuff and they weren't being very cool with the fans about it. Yes, and, even back in the 90s, it was well over $100 for a ticket to go see Metallica. I saw Metallica in 94. I think I paid somewhere in the $60 range. I don't quite remember. I remember looking like maybe early 2000s, late 90s, and I was like, oh, yeah, this was, is for rich people. Up to that point by then. Yeah, well, either way, um, the yeah. physical music only accounts for 1.7 billion, whereas digital streaming and that counts for 13.3 billion. So vinyl, physical vinyl and everything is still very, very small in the industry. But, you know, people end up with these stripped down little MP3s, but then they only listen to them generally through earbuds anyway. So, yeah, I'm a believer in having physical media. Repeat that. We're a big believer in holding physical Oh, yes, absolutely. Again, we said this last time. Kids, go out and buy physical media. Buy DVDs, buy VHS tapes. Buy books. Buy books, as many books as you can. I don't care if you like what it says in the book. (laughs) Go buy them so you have them. Because that's the only thing that's going to remain that's going to remain intact. Uh, the, The streaming services, you don't own any of that. All of the, the your the twenty five dollars you just spent on the Lord of the Rings collection on Amazon when you, you clicked buy that's yeah. not yours. They they'll if they lose the licensing to play Lord of the Rings, you lose your license to watch it. Yeah, you're 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 buying a password like a you're buying a slot to be able to log in to the server to look at their content. You it's, don't I think you a, don't a, own any of that, <laughs> and they'll change it. it up is- yeah, a good way, exactly. They'll, they'll change it on a whim. Um, a good way to sum it up is if you if you lose it through turning a switch off, then it's never yours. Mm. Yeah. yeah it's, because a switch will get turned off at some point, even if yeah, it's only for a while. But it's kind of like a battery. And you know, it's um these streaming services really feel like the call of Cthulhu. Uh. Crack under ice. <laughs> Well, in the, the I got I got one more Metallica song to get me to fifteen, so I'm just gonna throw fight fire with fire out there. I don't know. I think all that you know gives me motor breath. <clears throat> so I was gonna say I agree a hundred percent, especially about getting your physical media. Um, I like having copies of the books, especially the thing is, even if you don't think that they would do that to your book, they'll do it to your book. Look at how much the world has changed in three years. Look how much it's changed in 10 years, in 15 years, in the 22 years since 9-11. You know, you think that that people that are saying like they'll change your books, that that sounds crazy, but it's actually not crazy. It's already happening. And there's actually an example of 1984, a, a book that we all know is is very crucial for people who are well, on I the lookout be- for a totalitarian state, what it's like to live in that, that they are actually changing um, or they're writing a new book from a female perspective. And 
I'm sure that it's going to be spun in some, you know, I'm going to get it. I'm going to see what's the difference. What does it look like? But I, I, exactly. So you have to be really, really careful about this stuff. Just, you know, from that perspective, I mean, not, and as far as like chiming in on the music stuff, I really don't know. You know, I, I did use Napster when I was in college, but I, I don't feel really educated enough on that whole situation to chime in on that, but the physical media part, 100%. Yeah, I was only reading a couple of days ago about, I can't recall which author, but it was somebody, somebody quite famous who didn't have any control over the fact that his, his, his writings were being changed without his permission or even... Oh, um, um, R.L. Stein, Goosebumps, in it? Yeah. I think oh, that, maybe that was, yeah. R.L. Stein? That was what... It was on uh, something on Discord we were yeah, talking about. That was what Perm was talking about. Right, so. yeah. yeah. Well, and did you guys see that after the Hogwarts Legacy game came out? It might have been in Canada or just one of the commie northern states in America. Someone was like redesigning the Harry Potter books so that like the cover took J.K. Rowling's name off of it. I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. And actually in my, so I have the Harry Potter series on in the um, audible app and the cover art looks different than what it has looked like i just well, noticed that i hope that you have physical media as well after that monologue that often happens with it's books and albums right there'll be now. different album there'll be different album covers and artwork for different sometimes yeah. different countries or even sometimes different areas in the same country yeah so yeah yeah but I did notice that change, but I do have the physical copies of all those books. And interestingly enough, I was uh, speaking with someone who was enjoying reading the graphic novels, the graphic Harry Potter novels um, with their kids. And there, my understanding is there is not more book. Okay. Sorry. The third book is the last one in the graphic novels. That's what I'm trying to say. And apparently the artist either quit or something like that. So I was wondering, this is worth checking into if it was potentially related to the the whole canceling of JK Rowling over her trans comments. I mean, if it was the unlicensed manga, well, I mean, today I learned that there's Harry Potter manga, but, um, uh, if it was unlicensed, they probably got a cease and desist. I don't think it was. I think it was from the the publishers, like mm. the big places were selling it, and they were they're really nice books. So I was wondering if it was something to do with that, because you know she has an opinion that goes against the very woke agenda, even though she's a pretty progressive person. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Wax my balls, bigot. <laughs> what? Wax my balls, bigot. It was um, the A Canadian. Yeah, the Canadian dude that um, started suing all the women's um, Brazilian waxing places because they wouldn't wax his balls. <laughs> and then, surprise, surprise, it turned out that he was a child diddler. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Who would have guessed that? <laughs> Well, that's a, I mean, that's why a... would you want them waxed anyway? That would be torturous, wouldn't it? I, I don't I, I Don't answer that, please. I don't want the image. <laughs> Sorry. Can we move on? I've, Who's next? Yeah, that's that's a perfect segue. <laughs> into like, wax to the bat wig. 
I'm sorry, once the once the mental image popped in my head, I couldn't not share it. Justin I has mean, a related it is story. There. It is there. <laughs> the mental image is there. Well, speaking of bigots, <sighs> what a segue. Yeah. Um, so from Insider, today I learned that Insider is Business Insider. So Yeah, I keep, I keep seeing that. I always thought it was Business Insider, but I keep seeing just Insider, but you're saying it's the same thing now? Yeah. So, okay. Um, it's, a, it's a news agency. But it's not really news, is yeah. it? Well, it used to be it used to be It's, it's a propaganda like, outlet. Yeah, it totally is. But it used to be things like here is 10 things not to put on your resume and here here's you know, an, an article about this bank owner who did, who's doing something in the news. Like it was all really business related stuff, but now it's all sorts of things on there. So I guess, yeah, they're just calling themselves insider. Well, here's some inside business for you. <clears throat> uh, out of Florida, the DeSantis administration revokes a Hyatt Regency uh, Miami alcohol license after it hosted a drag queen Christmas. Um, and I mean, it's um, a somewhat long article, and I'm not going to bore anyone with my pitiful abilities of reading out loud. Uh, so we'll just go over some quick um, notes on it. Uh, basically, um, so I'm pretty sure in all 50 states, it is illegal to take your kids to see pornography. Uh and if it isn't, it should be. So basically, um, Hyatt Regency in Miami uh, hosted a drag queen Christmas with minors present. Um, it's a 17-page com complaint from the Department of Business and Professional Regulation, which, if I'm being honest, sounds like something that shouldn't even exist to me. Um and then the venue, James L. Knight Center, which is affiliated with the Hyatt. Um, the show required people under 18 to be accompanied by an adult as a condition of being allowed to attend. So they obviously know that, like, this is an adult show. There's no questioning that. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, bu -bu -bu um, the state's business department accused the facility of several violations including a prohibition of lascivious exhibition before people younger than 16. Though it's not clear to what extent this law is generally enforced, uh, the department said performers were wearing sexually suggesting clothing and prosthetic female genitalia, as mm. well as stimulating masturbation. Mm. Yeah, so, well, that, sorry, can I just interject there? Because please. Christina, what's the... Stupid name, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera's or whatever she is. I di I didn't mind her, but then when I saw her prancing around on stage with that prosthetic penis, what the? You know, and, what and you the? were totally all in after that, right? <laughs> completely in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what's with that? What is with that? That's just evil. I Sorry, must have just... completely missed that. I have no idea what you're talking about. You, I, did I change my help. story? <laughs> I'll see if I can find it, Justin. Okay, I'm, look, please continue. I, I just wanted to uh, acknowledge that this is not the first. Anyways. 
thing there that's just displayed in young people's faces. Well, and I mean, even like when I was a kid, it was, you know, Britney Spears in her fucking Catholic schoolgirl outfit. Hit me, baby. So, I mean, yeah, it's well, like it's just sex is always sold. It's um, just so explicit and blatant now. But I feel like the difference here is that that is more of just like selling to like deep-seated like urges versus con- like converting people into your ideology. So I believe one of the like um I I can't remember ex- what what their name was, but um the quote was like something along the lines of like put a you know sparkle of glitter in their mind that'll never leave or something like that talking about you know the point of the drag shows for kids and i mean first of all the question well why let me ask answer your question with another question why would grown men doing drag insist on doing in front of a child that's a, another way of forming the same kind of inquiry anyone got anything because i can't figure out what it's all about apart from well, pure evil all right i i will play devil's advocate here because i've i've had this conversation with co-workers before but i can i can understand if you are a gay couple with children and that's part of your culture the kind of drag culture entertainment that sort of thing and you want your children to have that in their life in some way because you know i i you know play dungeons and dragons and go see sci-fi movies so i expose my daughter to that kind of stuff but there's a there's a time and a place and there's a way to to do that correctly and i don't think taking your children yeah well take i don't think taking your children to a a very risque drag show is the right way to do it. You know, they drag shows and I'm no expert, but drag shows aren't all strip club, you know, risque things. They're ladies dancing around dressed up like uh, Liza Minnelli doing song and dance routines and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not into that. I wouldn't take my kids to that, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But these, these stories we keep hearing about, like the the thing in Texas, that was clearly a, you know, a, a like a Extreme. sex club type drag show place where there's stripping and you know booze flying around everywhere. It was not a venue for kids, but they right. had a but it was advertised as a family friendly drag show. It it wasn't really, in my opinion. And Correct. I would say that it, although I. You know, in my more progressive days, I would have been more okay with going to a drag show. Today, I would never go to a drag show. I don't, I don't condone it. I don't give my energy to that. Like I'm in a totally different place, but I was more progressive at one time in my life. But even then I associated it exactly what Keel just said in more of a like a Broadway show like a performance we're singing we're dancing yes it is men dressed like women over the top but that's totally different than a strip club environment like having an over the top 
performance and drag like Robin Williams in Birdcage. That oh, uh, was Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, yes, but he also was in Birdcage. Where I, was, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, yeah, a performer. But that type of environment, even though I no longer condone either of them whatsoever, that's totally different than taking your child to the equivalent of a, a nasty ass strip club. Like I, it's really, it's really it's troubling. Not for and it's not for children. That it's not for no kids. place in a child's world. Absolutely none. And the children of today are just being shoved at with things they don't even understand, things they would yeah. never think about, but now they're being told to think about them. It's just, uh, I mean, same old hundred percent. And there's know, videos. Uh, there's videos of videos. Them getting oh, money, like they're handing oh, money to these drag yeah. queen strippers. They're not handing money Absolutely. to them. They're putting dollar bills in their underwear, in their dress yes. strings and stuff. Yeah, like. They're at a strip show. It's just, how can that possibly be right in anybody's eyes? Even devil advocate, you know, like even in the 100%. parents that are bringing up children, right? Here's still a good children rule that need talk. to have a childhood. If anyone is going to be in underwear of any sex, you probably shouldn't take your kids to see them dancing around on a stage. Correct. Just even. Um, but yeah, it's it's like I'm. It, I'm Ashley, have you seen RuPaul's Drag Race? Uh, she no. has. No, I haven't. I well, I assumed Kyle hasn't, but I don't Is think that it's that show, real... Justin, where they all the drag queens go on and RuPaul judges them and stuff. Yes, yes. Have you seen it? I know which one you're talking about. I, I, I feel I, like ages ago I started, I think I saw one or two episodes. Yeah, it's like I feel like TV. that so. wasn't super heavily sexualized, but even that was more sexualized and I would really feel comfortable with young children watching. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's just gateway stuff. It's like gateway drugs. It's like gateway drag. Mm-hmm. And know, where I'm at now, stuff. where I'm at now, if I had kids, that I don't care how conservative the drag queen is dressed. You're you're not going to be around my kid. No way. Yeah. Well, and it's really I'm, just back to why a, why would a grown man want a child to see him dancing around in underwear? Because he wants to diddle your child. It's a great that's question. The, I mean, that's and the, the thing only is, answer. Those conversations won't be they won't be had because people don't like the answer. It's indefensible. That's the We're point. Bloody having it. Well, and and so because yeah. we live in a world of what about um the what they'll come back with is they'll post pictures of like the child oh, beauty pageants for outer Texas. It's like, no, that's fucking gross too. Fucking yeah, stop that's... it. Fucking yeah. stop the kids it. alone. Leave the kids alone. Yeah. I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, right. and that's Stella that is a up. fair point. So while I did not watch RuPaul's drag show, I did watch Toddlers and Tierras. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought they were cute and sassy, and it was interesting to me. No, that was a long honey, time ago. Honey Boo Boo was sassy. She was super sassy, Honey Boo Boo child. And but now you know I'm in a different place, and I don't support that at all. Like I I do think it's terrible, and I do think that I mean even at that time I understood that you have these very overbearing weird parents who are living vicariously through their child like it's very weird and over the top but in today's day and time i no i i have no quarter for that either not at all while we're on the subject 
Stop post. Stop, stop having family fucking YouTube videos. They're, your twelve year old should not be on the internet. Stop nope. it. Somebody stop shared. It. Somebody shared an article in our Discord about that. Was it you, Stella? It was a child that was resentful. Maybe I saw it on Twitter, but a child so. that was resentful about the fact that their entire childhood had been recorded and their parents quit their jobs to have like a family YouTube channel. And this child didn't have a childhood because of that. And I agree. Children cannot consent to be in stupid YouTube videos or anything like that. And and trying to use your kids to go viral. It's not good. It is not good. I'm going to go a step further. If you have children, quit posting videos of yourself on YouTube. Think about your kid having to fucking go into school every day and explain mm-hmm. away the actions of their retarded ass parents. Stop <laughs> it. Just Very stop that's it. That's a good point. I've never you thought have a family. Direction, actually. Stop yeah. it. Be a responsible adult and do what is best for that goddamn child. And my, crying my out loud. keeps asking me if she can have a YouTube channel because I, I have one that I post stupid crap on, but it's <laughs> I mean, I'm like, no, no, you can't. Nope, nope. Well, Maybe when you're a lot older, you can do it yourself, but that's not. Here's the thing. Know. It doesn't matter who you are, how old you are. If you're posting videos of yourself on the internet, there's some old creepy dude that's looking to jerk off to you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's you a, or there's your a, a genre for lots of sick things. Yep. I just wanted to come back actually to something else that Justin was mentioning in that article. He never get, got to finish <clears throat> um, where they were <laughs> advising that, you know, people under 18, 16, what have you, uh, shouldn't be there. Now, I, I don't know when this happened, but I noticed that recently. When uh, December 22. Certain... Okay. December 22. Uh, was that That's like a new you're... thing brought in where they don't, say it's restricted it, they just say advice because that's where i'm heading well i anyway. think it was kind of like an r-rated movie where if you're <laughs> gonna get in you have to be with the parent or you're yeah, okay all right that's, that's my point the point i'm making is that i went to see a comedian recently in queensland and um it was advised on the ticket uh, that advice for 16 plus now after i had experienced that show there's no way anyone under 16 or even damn well under 18 should have been there because the material it was disgusting to i mean i'm not a prude (laughs) i'm not a prude you hang out in the discord if you were you would have left ages ago yeah seriously (laughs) I'm pretty hard to shock, but I just, I was disgusted. I was absolutely disgusted. I was also sitting with my friends, my, my friend's 16 year old daughter next Mm. to me. And she was, she was just, she was covering her eyes going, oh my gosh, this is like the stuff I hear on a school bus. And it really was. There was nothing clever about it. It was not clever. It was just bloody disgusting. And about even just, it was just gutter stuff. It wasn't, People were laughing, but I think they felt like they had to because they'd paid a crap load of money to see this guy. $250 a ticket. Who was it? I don't think I should say. Was it (laughs) Jim Jeffries? (laughs) I ain't saying, man. 
He's a really famous dude, all right? Is it Andrew That's Dice for... Clay? Because that sounds uh, exactly like his. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably someone you would guess. I know Perm's listening right now going, I know who it is. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying the point was that, and okay, so back to the, the actual show. There was actually, it wasn't just the fact that there was a lot of kids in there listening to this disgusting, disgraceful mess, but he actually pointed out a 10-year-old that was in the audience, because this is what comedians do, it was sort of like a boxing ring with the, um, the sold-out, absolutely sold-out crowd, like, around the stage, so that was the setup. And so he, you know, as artists and you know, live people, they generally sort of make a friend in the crowd pretty much on each side so they can bounce things off through the show, you know. This particular side, he chose the 10-year-old girl and was sort of bouncing with the father and the parents. And, you know, I mean, some of that was vaguely, I had a couple of chuckles. But at the same time, I was just going, oh, my God, who would bring their 10-year-old to see this guy? They obviously mm-hmm. didn't know anything about him. I didn't really know anything much about him either. But it, the, the upshot of it was that should have been a restricted show. And I've just noticed that it's advice rather than restrictions. And I'm not into rules, okay? We all know that. But certain things are like, there should be a cutoff point. So leave the kids alone. <laughs> well, I, I went back, to in the, back in the day, you'd take, you'd take the motherfucker, like you, you wouldn't worry about the artist, take the parents outside and beat the shit out of What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slap, slap, communities, please, communities, please community when they're legally allowed to do so. I went to, I drove to Knoxville in like October of you know, 2020 or 2021. It was pretty heavily in the COVID times. Um, but we went to, me and my brother and some friends of ours went to go see Bruce Campbell, the star of Evil Dead, uh, host the a showing of Evil Dead at a, a theater there. And he came out and, you know, did a little monologue and talked to the audience and everything before the show, before the movie started. And then he left and he spent, you know, maybe 30, 40 minutes or something like that talking to us or an hour. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, but we, the, the, it was almost all adults in the, in the audience. It's not a show for kids, you know, it's not a movie for kids. But there was a, there was a couple up in like the front one, front first or second row had brought their small child to this show to watch the evil dead on the big screen and Bruce Campbell comes out and he's talking up the crowd and everything. And then he notices the kid and he's like, what in the hell did you bring that whole kid here for? He's like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be family friendly here. And he kind of stalled a little bit just to kind of give him an opportunity to get up and walk out, but they refused. So he just went into it and he was, you know, not, he wasn't like, unfunnily obscene or anything like that trying to be deliberately bad but you know it was an adult conversation with adult humor and stuff and i don't know Mm -hmm. i I think we i kind of lost track of the family and they did leave at some point i don't know if they left before the movie started or not but man i don't know what they were thinking and it was it's not like they didn't know what they were walking into because they were dressed up like (laughs) evil dead characters too so i mean obviously there were fans of the movie and they were yeah. taking their kid. I mean, under under ten. How, probably. how old was the? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Under ten. Uh, I mean, yeah. he, he was a That's little a little young. kid. <laughs> well, just yeah. set all of your minds at ease. Um, what happened was, well, this is according to the complaint. 
So, you know, I don't know if there's video of it or not. But according to the complaint in this specific incident, quote, the show featured numerous segments where performers engaged in acts of sexual conduct, stimulated sexual activity, and lewd, vulgar, and indecent displays, including, but not limited to, and don't post this on YouTube because it will get us banned, performers forcibly penetrating or rubbing their exposed prosthetic female breasts against the faces or oral cavities of audience members. Uh, See Exhibit 7. So there is an Exhibit 7. Intentionally exposing performers' prosthetic female breasts and genitalia to the audience. C. Intentionally exposing performers' buttocks to the audience. I don't think buttocks is the anatomic, like the, the, never mind. Uh, <laughs> D, it just doesn't sound like the, the correct word for legal filing, but I digress. Uh, D is simulating masturbation through performers digitally penetrating prosthetic female genital. And my favorite, E, graphic depictions of childbirth and slash or abortion. The and slash or is kind of weird because like which one or both like you can't actually tell me. Well, it just indicates that that scene was played out multiple times during the show and they just kind of flipped a coin as to which one they were going to do. Right. Is this entertainment? Is this entertainment? Ashley had like to ritual? go and throw up. <laughs> I had to sneeze. Yeah, to, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's what about COVID? It's, it's not grooming children, bloody. is what it is. Yeah, it's that's um, very healthy. Bad. And then just to finish up uh, on the complaint, additionally, videos were projected on screen behind the performers. The videos included images of exposed female breasts with less than a fully opaque covering, which I do believe is a legal term, and portrayals of stimulated masturbation, other sexually explicit content. The show also contains sexually explicit themes and purient (laughs) content presented through perverted versions of popular children's Christmas songs. These included an adaptation of All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth that contained portrayals of oral fellatio as well as the line, I'll sit on his lap, he can put milk and cookies all between my gap. <laughs> right, so they're corrupting children's Christmas wow. songs alongside all this well, filth. It, in their defense, it was a Christmas-themed show, so, you know, come on oh, yeah. now. Yeah, that's okay then. Yeah, exactly. As long as it's Exit in the, as long as it's December-ish. Mm. The show also featured a performance of Screwed Off, the red-nippled reindeer, which hilarious, if I'm being honest, which included the following lyrics: "You know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Vomit and Stupid and Dildo and Dickens, Dicks in." But you do not recall the most famous reindeer of all? Screwed off, the red-nippled reindeer, 
had a very shiny bus. The one soggy, the one soggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, screwed off with your nipples so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? And I'm gonna just, I, you can't, you can't have a better uh, finish than that. Yeah, it's well, don't call us. <laughs> yeah. And then this is, I, I didn't even make it to page three of this complaint. It's 17 pages long. Uh, it will be posted in the show notes if you want to wow. give it a read. It, it goes on and on and on and on. So and this on. is the complaint that you've just read out. Correct. This is describing this is the. Okay. Uh, this is State of Florida Department of Business and Professionals Regulation uh, per Division of Alcohol, Beverage, and Tobacco towards um, Hyatt Regency, Miami. Hmm. I and mean, I kind of think... That's I the document that's filed to pull their liquor license. Sorry, Ashley. That's okay. I'm not normally in favor of um, government intervention and government yeah. overreach, but in this case... I am like, I think it sounds like they deserved it. That was, oh, really... no, they deserved to be arrested. They, yeah. they deserved to be hung yeah. in the town square. But DeSantis was, is a big fucking pussy. That was we, really, we, really, we've really been trained. Disturbing. We've been trained when, when something so minimal as you can't serve beer here anymore. We're like, yes, what a fucking win. We did it. No, these people need to be fucking thrown in a hole and left to rot. It's pretty bad. They're certainly and not he... helping. Yeah, they're not helping the um, social climate of humanity. It really mm -hmm. needs desperate help at the moment. And this yeah. is how this is how Hitlers are created. Well, All right. well I, that's... I mean, it does create a backlash, and that actually is what I was going to say. Is that mm. this is why when you have people that are in the very beginning, they're like, I don't think it's good to go see a drag show and you think like you're a little progressive and you're like why what's the big deal it's just a drag show okay fast forward 20 years yep. this is what you have it's like you you give an inch into this degeneracy and they take a mile and Absolutely. then it's just that. boiling the frog isn't it yeah. the old and, thing yeah. of boiling the frog slowly it's social conditioning and nobody wants to be the one that stands up and says oh hang on a minute and everyone goes oh yeah bloody prude so no, no. Well, now and, now we're here, as you say. Yeah, yep. then uh, the degeneracy gets so bad that good people that are just sick of the degeneracy and Ooh. abusing the children that they say all I want is law and order right now, and that's how you get authoritarians. Yeah, it's true. exactly. It this is create... this is about division again. Yeah, it's just yeah. another stirring the pot. I don't want to then... cut us off because I think this is a really good discussion, but. We should probably it's been move a on. bit long. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other one quick thing I did want to add about that is that um, Cyprian does say that their degeneracy will be your trap. And I do think that that's part of what he means, you know, is how much time yeah. do you spend focusing on this, giving this your energy? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't yeah. in this show because we're talk. you know, we want to talk about what's happening. It is literally a kind of a news show. Yeah, but it's not your mama's news. Who is that? It's not Cyprian? your mama's news. Cyprian it's not your mom's news, news, but it is still news. Cyprian, um, <laughs> it's your transphobia news. People transphobia get annoyed. news network. Sorry. They get annoyed when I say this, but it's Cyprian, formerly known as Ben Armani, um, he has a video where he talks about their degeneracy 
is your trap because you, you can get, I not to speak for him, but very spiritually bound up in this kind of stuff. Um, I don't think we do. I mean, I think acknowledging it, I don't obsess over it, but I certainly would like it to be known where I stand on the matter. Well, um, and if, I, if yeah, well, you know what sense. they say when um, evil thrives, when good men stand by and do nothing. So yep. and we're doing something. I, yeah. I personally believe that mocking and ridiculing outside of armed violence, which I do not recommend anyone do. If anyone asks you to do anything like that, it is a fed and you should <laughs> call an attorney and say, do not contact me. Uh, but mocking and ridiculing, I think is the correct answer. Yeah. I would say that, you know, saying just, I do think that that's a good form and it gets more attention and, and just being like, I, I don't support this in any capacity at all. What you're doing is wrong. And I'm going to take a stand and I am going to say, I don't care if you call me a prude. I don't care anymore. You know, they're not going to call you a prude. They're going to call you a racist transphobe. But I digress. Right. Don't care. That's fine. Don't, don't care. care. Yep. We, um, we, we need care. to have the tranny episode. Yeah, they've had their moment in the spotlight. We're taking if, it back. The official stance of the Union of the Unknowns is we don't give a shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. I yeah. think Ashley has a story. I do have a story. And I will consider this a little bit of a white pill. Excellent. Why, Ashley, is probably what you're all thinking. Well, I'm because it's Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you asked. And I'll tell you that every year, you're probably aware that we have award shows, you have Grammys, you have the Golden Globes, you have the Oscars or whatever. And per our, our other discussions, you know, in the last several years, like the last, like in 20 years ago, 15 years ago, that would have been exactly something that I would have been interested in. Um, now, ever since I've begun my journey of seeing kind of what's going on, obviously, like I totally loathe Hollywood. I am not interested in any Hollywood affiliated person's opinions on current events or politics or anything like that. Um, and it's even worse than that. You know, I would say that I think that they're, they are, um, part of, I don't know, the occult there, there's a lot of occult symbolism happening in Hollywood movies and stuff like that. Whether or not these people are hip to what they're doing, what they're contributing to couldn't, couldn't tell you. Anyway, I have disdain, loathing, et cetera, for Hollywood. So the good news is that, the Oscars were very recently and their ratings, although they had a 12% increase over 2022, which I consider not good, it was still a historically low viewership, which I do consider good. And every year when I hear that an award show is happening, I hope that in the next couple of days, I'll see a tweet or an article or something that talks about how it was the lowest rated award show to date. <laughs> and uh, we didn't quite get there this year for the Oscars, but it was extremely low. And it seems like the, the viewership, I'm sorry. I said next year. Oh, we'll yeah. 2024. We've got our hopes high. So the, the viewership this year was 18.7 million people. Um, so compared to historical standards, like within the decade before that, you were up into like the 40 million some people. So that's pretty, pretty Unreal. significant. That's great. Um, it, it really is great. It's really good to see because I, I really think, 
yeah, that people are tuning out more and more every single year. I love to see it. Now, the other thing that was interesting, there was an expectation that the viewership for the Oscars this year would be higher. And that was because of the publicity stunt, ritual, whatever you want to call it, the altercation that took place between Chris Rock and Will Smith last year. So that probably does explain why maybe a little bit more people tuned in. They were checking on the drama. Um, but anyway, so it's a quick little story, but I just thought that it was it was good news. And I did want to share that. That's literally me every year. I'm like, huh, I hope I read that this was the lowest viewed Grammys, Oscar, Golden Globes, whatever, ever. Justin? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Maybe it's just because I'm like, you know, a punk you know, like anti, uh, society. I used to listen to anti-flag man, like most, most hardcore you can get. Uh, what is, you said you used to watch the Oscars and the Grammy. Why? I've never understood the appeal. Well, that's a very good question. Is it, is it just something to talk about around the water cooler? I think that's part of it, but I think that back During that time, yes, I was working in an office environment and you do have other people that are watching. You can talk about with them. But I was also interested in like People Magazine and Entertainment Weekly and like the movies that these people were starring in and the shows that they were starring in and like, oh, well, who was the best dress? Like, what is what is so and so wearing this year? Um, You know, I was interested in that. Hmm? Yeah, people evolve. I mean, you know, I've watched a bunch of things and been interested in things that I've probably wouldn't even admit now they're too embarrassing or too stupid or whatever but it's like bonus content (laughs) (laughs) oh for sure i you know and i will admit i've watched all kinds of embarrassing stuff like i admitted in this episode that i watched dollars and tears that's pretty bad but i um yeah i was interested in pop culture yeah can i can i ask you was it brought to us by Pfizer again this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't know. I didn't see anything about that. It, but this, I, if I had to bet that I would say, yes, it probably was. This was year this, was brought was to you host- by. Sorry, just, it's just this one was hosted by Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> <laughs> was this what the one that was hosted by Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. Oh, okay, I was Lord. just reading. I was just reading. Yeah, I was just reading a thing there, and um, it was something to do with how Tom Cruise didn't turn up to get all his mass amounts, truckloads of awards that Miscavige probably paid for. Um, and uh, Kimmel, um, Kimmel actually made a Scientology joke in his absence because um, they were showing. I think they were showing some previews or something. And this is just something I read. I didn't see it. Showing some previews or something. Disclaimer, like that I there. didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely did not watch it. Uh, what's the movie that's just come out? Mavericks or something that hit, was a box oh, office Top hit. Gun. Top Gun 2. Yeah, it was Top Gun 2. I think it was called Maverick, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mavericks or something. Anyway, so they were showing some scenes of that because that's Tom Cruise had you know, a bunch of awards. He was he couldn't get there because he was shooting the new Mission Impossible or something. So Jimmy Kimmel says there was a picture of Cruise with his shirt off, apparently. And Jimmy Kimmel says, oh, L run hubba hubba. Gross. <laughs> I don't hate yeah. it. Yeah. Gross on a couple of levels there, but uh, I hate that I don't hate it. (laughs) I just find Jimmy Kimmel so cringe. They're not funny to me. Do you know how many times he's done blackface? Yes. How many times? Light and polite society. Justin Trudeau is fucking 
king fucking dictator of Canada. He was blackface or KKK guy. No, no, that was that was Virginia. Ralph guy, Northam. He was blackface. He was definitely blackface. He Just was like blackface Harry and his and, Nazi days. And Ralph Northam, the Virginia governor, who was the guy that was the governor right before um, Glenn Youngkin. Carl Youngkin. He was the one that was caught in somebody was blackface and somebody was dressed up as KKK. And that was a picture of them. And it was, it didn't make the news at all. Um, But yeah, Jimmy Kimmel is totally cringe to me. And the other thing is like you, these guys have been so neutered, especially for the last three years that a joke that actually could have maybe been funny if it was actually edgy, but it's like the ship has sailed. It's you're just cringe. You're not funny Mm. anymore. It just shills you. I used I to like yes. uh, I used to like him on the Man Show. I used to watch yeah. that. Girls jumping yeah. on trampolines. Yeah, but yeah. back to that was my what I had to spank to before the Girls Gone Wild commercials on Comedy Central <laughs> at three in the morning. Sorry, back to Ashley. my comment of them being neutered. Like they used to be funny. They used to have some edge to them, and now mm-hmm. they are only just big pharma shills and saying like whatever the woke talking points are. Right. Um, it's. It's, yeah, he, he did. He did Carl Malone all the time on that show in complete blackface. <laughs> See, and that sounds funny to me. It was funny. But um, it's so never the, been criticized. Well, all right. So before we get into before any more we trouble. before we dive into a subject that will really get us in trouble. <clears throat> oh, did Ashley finish? Hang on. No. Did you finish? Ashley? Oh, well, go ahead and finish. <laughs> yes. Sorry. We derailed so, it. And my final line, my final thought on the matter. Is this an indicator of things to come? So what I was going to say is that the Grammys actually had a boost and the Golden Globes cratered. So I think it could go either way. But my hope is that all of them are just going to continue to tank and people will continue to tune out to Hollywood jerking itself off. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the reason that this one had bigger numbers was just they wanted to see if there was any more drama from last year's will smith drama yes. quite possibly yeah, yeah. What, what sort of publicity stunt are they going to pull and, i mean they think, paid a bunch of people to be there yeah and i think there were quite a few jokes at will smith as well and the other that reminded me that chris rock actually had a special i think on a netflix that just came out yep. just in time for this so i think there was certainly um that was part of it orchestration going on yeah yeah but you'll never get me to believe that that was not some sort of just stunt i don't believe it was authentic yeah yeah i agree now i'm done all right well uh let's move on to something less controversial that i know so much (laughs) about that uh you know extreme expert here in a in a bold move i must say well, I'm not bald, so I'm not going to be an expert either. No. Bold move. Ah, uh, okay. The Irish women's rugby team have switched the color of their shorts from stark white to navy blue. Wow. Anybody Was, want to... Is anybody uh, offended by that? Well, I mean, clearly the, the answer the... is that white is racist, but I might need a woman's eye to pick, like... Was there a difference between white and stark white? I would say it probably has something to do with periods or something like that. What, what was it? The team, the bike riders, were they? 
There, it was the Irish women's rugby team. Hey, Sarah. Do we Irish know Irish women's rugby team? Okay. Yep. They, Do we they know changed... their name? Uh, I don't think they have the a name. Then? They're just oh, the Irish rugby football. Oh, that's the union. Irish rugby football union. The women's I think, team. Uh, Probably just I think like the women's pretty dumb team choice. club. What's well, a dumb choice for a, a uniform anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, for women, but. but... Yes, yeah, they're the, just they, gonna end up filthy. They know how to get the stains <laughs> out. They're laundry. It's experts. just a dumb choice. I think navy blue is a much better choice. All right. Well, <clears throat> Ashley was correct. The reason that they've changed color is for because of, due to quote period anxieties amongst the players. Well, and can I speak on behalf of all men real quick? We understand it's a natural process and yada yada yada. It's still gross as shit. Come on now, Justin. Don't get well, me started on the underwear that you free bleed into. I would say that I get it. Um, you know, it's my favorite place in the world. You're not. It's not supposed to turn into a murder scene. Yeah, I'm actually. I mean, it's logical. Yeah, no, it's but- logical. Yeah, I think that I totally understand that. Like you. You know, sometimes that's unexpected. You do not want to be wearing white shorts for that. <laughs> that's, that's nightmare that's material just, right there. Yeah. That's funny though. I mean, if it's that if it's that particular time of your cycle and you gotta go and play a football team, man, I'm I'm I just feel for you. I feel for you. <laughs> I mean to play a game of football. I'm just I'm just impressed that that was the admitted reason behind it. I know. That's what I, that was the next thing that I was going to say is, but I also wouldn't have put that out as a news story. I'm honestly shocked that it wasn't racism. Yeah. It's not exactly news. I mean, it's a slow news day, isn't it? It must be. Yeah. Anyway. That's my, that no was my story. Really quick thing. So. Hey, it is interesting though. And I do think that it is a clown world testimony that that even but, needs to be like, oh, we we did this because of this. Did the article mention any previous times when that, when there might have been um, some sort of um, incident? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mention that ex- uh, explicitly, but... Because I'm thinking the, the right move probably would have been Instead of to release this as we're changing the color to be like, that is why we're announcing Tampax as the newest sponsor of our team and get like a hundred billion dollar deal. Well, see, now you're thinking like a smart businessman. I mean, you're putting the news out there anyways. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess it's just the, the, the blue blooded American capitalism in me. Yeah, no. that would have been my first thought. It's it's it was all about like like you said you you feel for ladies that are going through their monthlies and they have to go out and play a, a match and you know that there's a there's a level of you know uh, stress there because you don't know what's going to be you know embarrassing yeah. moment but uh, you know that's why they do this is so that the ladies can focus on the game and not have to worry about anything like that coming through and I, I still say... to remember 
I seem to remember, sorry, I'll just quickly, there was there was some a design of, I think it was cyclists or something. You've probably all seen this. They were basically long-sleeved, pretty much neck-to-knee sort of uniforms. And sort of from the stomach down to the knees, it was like skin colour. And they actually had a, you know, like a hat and, you know, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I found that so hard to say. Um, yeah, and it was just like from a distance, they just looked naked and it was ridiculous. I don't know why they did that. It might have been Dutch or somewhere over there. You know, I, don't know. I don't remember that story. I don't either. Oh, okay. I'll have to find the photo. Oh, I don't really want to yes, Google yes. that. But... Please send us the photo. <laughs> yes. No. I don't need, any, Do I don't need any words. Just send the photos. There you go. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up, guys. <laughs> Uh, very high anxiety show. Uh, good show, guys. <laughs> Where can people get in touch with the Union of the Unknowns, Ashley? Oh, I'm so glad you asked her, not me. I'm glad that you asked too, Kiel. The answer to that question is our website, unityunknowns.com. It's actually Linktree. So it will take you to all of the many ways to get in touch with us, whether that's Twitter, our Discord, email, or phone number, etc. Unionoftheunknowns.com. And don't you can downplay our Twitter account run by one of our most amazing uh, unknowns. <laughs> Probably Shadow Band. Probably Shadow Band by now. Seek it out. Feel, feel pretty sure. Yep, you will have to seek it out for sure. And we're also on Rockfin now, which is pretty cool. We've got premium cool. content only available to premium folks on Rockfin. And also available to people who subscribe. You can subscribe to premium content through Spotify on our show. So look us yeah. up there as well. And you can and to sign the people up. people that, that listen and interact with us, thank you very much. I really appreciate yes. that. Yeah, thank you. you. And, and if anyone's got any comments that they'd like to make about anything that we've talked about tonight, um, even about, you know the Napster thing, I'd love to hear that. Um, please contact yeah. us and let us know your opinions. We could Definitely. probably hold have a whole show about copyright and Napster and I have very strong feelings against intellectual property and copyright lawyers even and lawyers, lawyers even have trouble understanding that stuff I don't know if we should go there. <laughs> yeah and you know I thought about it too from Stella's perspective that if you were the musician or if you somebody that you really cared about was the music musician like you would understand you would want them to get paid you know so I you know I don't know I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't so claim against. to really have an opinion because I can see both sides of the story here. Mm -hmm. I haven't well, exactly got albums or anything like hordes and hordes of music, but I've got a few songs and I've got a couple more that I can put out. I, I just, I just give it away because I refuse to let these people even get their, you know, their little tiny bit of money out of me, which would be mm -hmm. hardly a cut lunch, but mm -hmm. stuff it. I'm just going to put it out there and just go, there you go, people. It's out there yeah. now, you know, do what you want. Enjoy it if you, you know, I'd love you to enjoy it. <laughs> so Stella Cuit. YouTube if you want to go and have a bit of a listen. Yeah, definitely check out Stella's Knock YouTube. yourself out. Or as Stella says in the, the Discord, YouTube. YouTube. E-W-E-Tube. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how they pronounce it down under. YouTube. YouTube. I know, but I go there whenever I'm messaging uh, Stella then I'm and we're talking about this, that, and the other thing, I, I start thinking of things in um, Australian. <laughs> with an Aussie accent well, right, we're, we're, we're exporting Australia there's a kangaroo problem in Texas 
really. Wow. Shoot them. They're really yummy. <laughs> well, and I think we I'll mentioned. We get hate mail definitely now. <laughs> I think we mentioned not long ago that tigers are legal in Texas as a pet. So it was basically the same thing. Yeah. All right, guys. Good night, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Stella. Thank you, Justin. We are the Union uh, union of the Unknowns, and we are out. Good night. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.